Well, hello, everyone. My name is J.B. Hickson with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message from my studio beneath the sky tucked away here under the tall timbers of Colorado. It is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I'm so delighted to have Tom Hughes back with us again today. Such a blessing. Uh, he's been such a great friend and blessing to our ministry and to our family. Uh, I had the privilege yesterday of being on Hope for Our Times. If you haven't had a chance to watch that, you can go to hopeforourtimes.com and check that out. And while you're there, check out some of the other awesome uh, interviews and videos and resources that they have available there at a Hope for Our Times. I'll bring uh, Tom on here in just a second, but a couple of quick announcements. Uh, don't forget, uh, we're headed on the road to uh, uh, the southeastern United States. I'll be speaking a few times over the next three weeks there in uh, Georgia and Florida. And so if you're down in that area, check out the events tab on the notbyworks.org website, and I'd uh, love to have you come by and say hello. I'm especially looking forward to the Orlando Prophecy Summit again this year. I know Tom's going to be there, as well as a number of other uh, just wonderful guys that are just uh, top-notch speakers. I look forward to sitting in on some of those sessions myself. Not too late to sign up for the live stream for that. Just go to prophecywatchers.com. And I don't remember the exact amount. I want to say it's around 75 bucks, but boy, you can live stream all 36 sessions or you can watch them at your leisure over the next six months. So if you're not able to attend in person, and I know they sold out several weeks ago, uh, consider uh, signing up for the live stream. You can learn more about that at prophecywatchers.com. Dot com. Always want to remind you to uh, check out our website, notbyworks.org. We've got lots of great resources there for you, podcasts, videos, devotionals, etc. cetera. Uh, while you're there, check out the online store uh, where we have a free section that gets bigger week by week. Every time I'm doing an interview or talking or preparing a message, if a chart or diagram or some article that I've written comes to mind, we we post it there on the free section just to make it available to you there. So uh, no credit card needed. Just as you're browsing the store, click on the free resources tab. But we sure appreciate your prayers and support. We couldn't do what we do uh, without you. And i uh, got a great week already, even though we're going to be driving. We've got some great podcasts in the queue here, ready to go. Yesterday, uh, we had uh, When Elections Become Selections with Scott Huckabee from Big Ben Bible Fellowship. And then I uh, was also separately on with Hope for Our Times, as I mentioned. Tomorrow's World Events Update with Randy, our weekly uh, insights and commentary on geopolitical events. And then on Thursday, I've got John Loeffler on talking about collapsing narratives and the Luciferian quest for control. And then we round out the week with uh, my good friend Nathan Jones. And Dr. Jones will be talking about a glimpse of at the hereafter. Just uh, more than ever, we need to, to kind of be reminded of what awaits us in glory. Well, our verse for the day as we get ready to bring Tom on here is Jeremiah 17, verse 7, where the Lord tells Jeremiah, quote, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. I think the Lord put that verse on my heart as I was thinking about hope for our times and what a blessing they are to so many people. Pastor Tom Hughes is the founder of Hope for Our Times and uh, Bible uh, prophecy, doing teaching Bible prophecy for over 30 years. Uh, just uh, uh, I remember the first, I've been listening to him for quite some time, but we got to meet, uh, I think it was in the first Orlando conference, and it was just an honor just an honor to uh, to just to be with him. And to, he's just so gracious to my family. And, you know, you, you have this sense, maybe it's because of the secular influence on the world, that when you see no, notable and, and sort of famous 
guys in our realm you think they're going to be standoffish not tom boy he just is as as approachable and friendly as they come he regularly appears on a variety of tv radio and internet programs really needs no introduction tom thanks so much for joining us today great to join you jb you're so kind those, those words <laughs> well you know it's it's funny uh you know through the years our ministry journey we've we've run into some folks that you know, just kind of disappointed us. And then we've run into folks like you that are just far exceeding what we could have hoped. I mean, uh, you're the real deal, my friend. And I think most folks know that, which is why they love you so much. But uh, today, uh, you know, you've you've written a book. I'm going to hold it up here. Uh, Marking the Masters, this is your latest book. Um, and it is uh, just outstanding. It's a quick read, but it's a powerful read. And I encourage folks to pick it up. They can go to, to uh, hopeforourtimes.com. But a big part of what you talk about in this book, Tom, is the coming one world government and, uh, you know, what to watch and what to be ready for and so forth. So I thought today we would talk about global gatherings that are heralding the the coming global government. So uh, we, we know there are a lot of different groups out there that are absolutely setting the stage for the one world government that the Bible says is on the way. Uh, things like the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, uh, the World Government Summit, uh, those all have the word world in the title because, precisely because these elitists, these, uh, I believe, Luciferian elites, many of them, are striving to usher in a one-world system. So I wanted to kind of get your take on that. One of the things that I've heard you talk about before, and I'd love to, to kind of hear you reflect on it, comes out of uh, the WHO, the World Health Organization, and there's talk of a global pandemic treaty. What do you know about that? What can you tell us? Well, you know, we've been talking about it for quite some time. And if we look back, in fact, I was talking about this on Sunday night. But if we go back to the spring of 2023, last year, and I remember a lot of prophecy guys are saying, hey, this is coming this May, look out, it's going to be it. But already the World Health Organization was saying, no, it's not going to be this May, it's going to be May of 2024 when they they plan to ratify all, all, what all of their plans are. So basically, May of 23, they were saying, this is what we want to do. May of 24, this is when it's all going to get done. And really what it came down to and what's coming down to is the surrender of the sovereignty of nations. So hence, the United States of America surrendering their sovereignty. We have uh, the weakest president in the history of the United States. I'm Certain nobody would argue that, um, and probably would be in the top two weakest leaders in the entire history of the whole world. I mean, it's just so bad when we look at what we have in the United States of America right now. So we have a, a, a man who's in there that's a puppet. He doesn't know what's going on. He's got control of the, what, what is it, the, the, the nuclear button to blow the world up. This guy who's Who's, his mind is gone, and Kamala Harris is in there with him saying, I can run the country. Did you see that last week or the week before, JB? Oh, yeah. I, I, I can run the country. I'm thinking, now this is, you go you go from bad to even worse. How much worse can it get? Well, that would get even worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, least, it, it's, yeah, I don't know which is more scary. It, you know, it's like, you know, you're, you're about to, to drink arsenic and someone comes along and, and says, no, 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 don't take that. It'll hurt you. Take this strychnine instead. I mean, it's like... You know, which one is pick your poison, you know? Yeah, no, no kidding. I mean, the, and the problem with Kamala, you know, I don't want to talk about Kamala. The problem with her is, you know, with Joe, I don't think Joe has the ability to do anything he's not told to do. 
other than continuing to read through the end of a teleprompter when it says the end, period. You know, <laughs> where I remember when he did that, Kamala might just, I mean, she's so stupid. You know, I could very well see her thinking, I'm going to follow all the orders of my leaders, and I'm going to make them proud. I'm going to do this and not even tell them. It'll be something even more insane that 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 she would uh, would do because she strikes me as being that way. But back to the World Health Organization, Sur surrender of the sovereignty of the U.S. It, it we know it's coming. Is it coming in May of 2024? I suspect it is actually going to happen. Um, if we look back, remember the Trans-Pacific Partnership mm -hmm. Agreement. That that really was uh, uh, about the surrender of the sovereignty of the U.S. Uh, Trump put an end to it as uh, in that sense, but we still have the North American Treaty, which uh, Trump was a part of. I don't want to go too far into that. Um, and then the Paris Climate Agreements, they were all part of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, too. That was all about the surrender of sovereignty. Well, what do you do? You enter in COVID, and COVID was the catalyst to kick these things off. And COVID had been, as, as you've talked, JB, it didn't just come around in 2019 at Event 201. They had already been planning it. Event 201 is when they worked it out. What are we going to do? But you enter into where we are. What do you need? You need a World Health Organization to pull this off. Uh, the CDC was, uh, was a, a great branch of all of these world organizations unofficially, but they were really being manipulated and doing whatever they were told to do also. But it all points to the World Health Organization. So you needed this pandemic. You got the pandemic. Now you got every everybody, most people know that we're, we're being lied to. So they got to pull it off. You know, you had mentioned that in my program yesterday. They, they, have to, they, they have to pull this off. So with the World Health Organization, LifeSite News reported recently, uh, members of the U.S. Congress warned that the proposed pandemic treaty would cede significant power of governance over nations to self-appointed globalists in the case of a newly declared health emergency. And it looms as the greatest threat to freedom, national sovereignty, and the sanctity of life that has ever been seen in human history. Now, this is interesting, JB. Even talks about the sanctity of life uh, with, the, with the pandemic treaty. Why is that? Well, Chris Putnam, or Chris uh, Smith, excuse me, wrong name, Congressman Chris Smith said the definition of a health crisis could include, I would even assert, will include, because I've read enough of the documents to know what they plan to do, could include or potentially include the health of the planet, climate change, abortion on demand, including dismemberment, beheading, and starvation, and transgender surgeries, regardless of a nation's laws, and it is designed to silent dissent. All right. So... We have no doubt that is what they're going to do. We keep seeing, I think it is in, a, I can't remember what state it is here in the nation right now, where uh, anybody who, the, the it's the grandparent, if a grandparent mm -hmm. doesn't support the gender transitioning of their grandchild, they can be imprisoned. You think this mm -hmm. is just insane. So wow. this is... Yeah, I can't remember what state it is, but I, remember, I know that's coming up right now. So we see this happening. And what has been happening, JB, with um, all of the, the mass confusion that has happened really in the Western world. But as, as the United States, I think more than any other place in the Western world, has been this incubator and this testing ground to uh, 
to confuse young people, to destroy their minds. Their, their brains are being rewired without even the use of the uh, technology Yuval Har no Harari wants to include yet. Already being rewired. So, so in kindergarten, kids are already told, well, are you really that gender? JB, check this out. There's a, a corporation, not too far, a company, a beauty company, right? I won't, I won't mention the name of it because I believe there's a lawsuit pending. And uh, this was told to me by a person who was an employee there. So it's by probably one of the largest known beauty supply companies across America. They're in every strip mall. They're, they're, they're big. Their, their company starts with you. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and um, so in the local one, right down the street from here, just a couple of miles away, this gal is telling me that as an employee, get this, she ended up quitting. She was so disgusted because there was another employee, a grown adult, who only identified as a cat. And she would only address people if you if you asked her, if you said her, her pronoun, meow. That's how you had to address her, meow. Or she would not even talk to you. She dressed as a cat selling beauty supplies to the public, the other employees were assessed. Now it gets worse. <laughs> what the company did is they put a litter box in the company break room. Oh. So imagine how disgusting that is when this girl who's nuts <laughs> identifies as a cat and uses that litter box. And you go in there for a break. So... I, I, this stuff is just sickening, but this is how messed up this world has become. And there's this mass confusion that's happened to people. And it has been necessary in order to bring about a sufficient number of people that are going to go along with these plans, like the World Health Organization uh, is, is going to do. But it's the United States of America and these crazy people that we have running the country that are out to destroy the America, uh, the United States of America, that are that are behind it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, re go ahead. It's unreal. I mean, uh, I heard a similar story. I want to say it was out of Montana or a, a state you would never expect. And it was told to me directly, uh, kind of like the story you're talking about, about a college campus. It was either Montana or North Dakota, somewhere up there, uh, where that this person who told me their son or daughter was a student there. And they had a student on campus that identified it as a cat, and the administrators put a litter box in the hallway of the dorm for them to to do their business. I mean, this is just way beyond the pale. It's so it can't be much longer, uh, Tom. Uh, but you know, you're right. They've been conditioning us for this for a long time. I talk about in my recent books, the turn of the 20th century and how they made a concerted effort at that point to take over control of the uh, government education system. By the way, I, I was it was pointed out to me recently that government is a compound word coming from govern, control, and ment, meaning mind. So really, that's what government is doing, is trying to control our minds and do mind control programs. I Do you think that the first pandemic uh, in 2020, and by the way, we're not on YouTube, so we can speak freely, okay. uh, you know, uh, but uh, do you think it was a, a, I mean, obviously, they were doing a lot with it. There was a lot of things that came out of that, the death shot and all kinds, of, but do you think by and large, it was a dry run? to prepare for something bigger coming down the pike? Oh, absolutely. I, I, In fact, JB, I'll even go so far as to say this. I don't think the, the, the number one agenda of the vaccine was to kill people. You know, a lot of people out there saying, no, it is to kill people. I think 
what the, the, the kill ratio is just an added benefit or maim ratio, whatever it is. I think the intention was a dry run, uh, push the boundaries, see what we can get away with. In the process, um, there, the holes and the weak spots would be exposed. Because It's like a military campaign. Where we can have problems with the enemy, we must identify where the weaknesses are. What battlefront are we going to have to shore up? What kind of weapons are we going to be able to use over here? What will we have to use over there? I believe that is what the entire intention was uh, uh, behind this, to get the to gather all the information possible on who the who the players are that are going to be a problem, uh, what kind of control that what they lacked on the media. They found out where the holes were with the media, alternate uh, alternative media. You and myself included in that. Um, what do we have to shore up? Uh, what was Mark Zuckerberg willing to do for the government? Uh, what was Google willing to do? Uh, all these different types of things. Were the churches a problem? Uh, and so forth. But absolutely, I believe the number one intention, it was a dry run. We got to figure this thing out. It's like having a practice game before the Super Bowl. You got to know, you got to watch all the films. You got to get ready for it. And that, believe me, they are literally watching films <laughs> because they've, they've got to be prepared for what they're going to do. They know what they're going to do next. How, and when they come back next time, I, JB, I believe it's going to be much worse than it was the last three and a half, four years. Yeah, I mean, there are always several moves ahead of us. You know, Satan is is brilliant. Um, you know, he's uh, the Bible talks about that, that a angelic beings not being subject to the physical, biological realm that, that, that can impact our thinking. You know, when you're tired or sick, you just don't think as well uh, and so forth. They're not subject to that. So they they have a lot of brilliance. Now, Satan's deceived. He's self-deceived, which is the worst kind of deception. So he doesn't believe that God's going to win. Uh, but uh, he's pretty smart, and his earthly accomplices uh, have always been several moves ahead, like we've documented in my uh, first Spirit of the Antichrist book, uh, and you just mentioned the uh, first pandemic was pre-planned 22 years in advance. I mean, so they're patient. So the stuff that we see rolling out now, they've been working on for quite some time, and they're always at work trying to get the American public, because this is sort of ground zero. This is what they've got to get out of the way. They got to solve the America problem in advancing their one world agenda. Uh, and they're always trying to, to dumb us down. I, I love Charlotte Iserby, the late Charlotte Iserby's work, The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, where she exposes uh, the roots of corruption throughout the compulsory government schooling program. She was uh, in the Reagan uh, White House, worked in the Department of Ed as the second in command there as the Undersecretary of Education. Now, by the way, it's all, I always like to point out, and you're from California, so there's a Reagan connection there, but you know, Reagan campaigned against Carter. One of his huge campaign stumps, I talk about this in my books, was to, to abolish the Department of Ed, which Carter had instituted. Uh, and then he gets in office, and of course, he not only did not abolish it, he tripled the funding for it. It just shows how controlled uh, that both sides of the aisle really are ultimately by an outside uh, force. So the Department of Ed has been a huge uh, player in dumbing down people to get them ready to accept uh, the next lie. And so this uh, pandemic treaty, uh, they, they, uh, they're pretty confident that it's going to be rolled out and it'll be just one piece of the puzzle, you know, that makes America have to kind of brings us to our knees 
and and has us cry out, hey, save us from this boogeyman. We need a, a global governance to protect us. Um, so let's move on to the World Government Summit. Now, that just took place last mm. week. And I want to give you a quote and then get your uh, get your take on it. Uh, this is Klaus Schwab uh, at the uh, World Government Summit in uh, Dubai uh, last week. Let me see if I can pull this up. He said this. He said, quote, we have to be prepared for a world where we see a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological dimensions. It will be a new world. I mean, it's it's coming together, isn't it? It's coming together, and, you know, it's it shouldn't surprise us as Bible prophecy students, uh, but these are all warnings, you know, when we look at these things. Um, so, you, you, I mean, here is World Government Summit. We had Davos. We have World Health Organization. There are things coming up. We've got the UN. There's so much to this that uh, I have one friend who likens what we see taking place as an octopus. So on the one hand, one uh, one tentacles of the octopus would be uh, a pandemic, right? But then you have all these different things and all of these tools at their disposal. By the way, speaking of pandemic, we also have the constant threat of disease X is coming. Mm. And we don't know when it's coming, but it is coming. We, we don't know how bad it's going to be, but it's going to kill almost everybody. And we don't know anything about it, but we've already got a vaccine ready. I mean, go figure. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of stuff we don't know anything about it, but we're ready for it. And you just got to get your shot and you're going to be protected. And I'm sure you're, you're noticing it everywhere now. I'm watching something last night. The masks are, hey, you got to wear your masks again. The, they're, they're creeping out. Okay. And on the World Government Summit, if we go back, we think of this, George H.W. Bush, the first guy, what's he say about a new world order? These are his exact words. Mm -hmm. He said, a new world order, uh, a world where the rule of law governs the conduct of nations. Mm -hmm. Bill Clinton used to quote George H.W. John Kerry himself said, a new world order and how negative or positive it will be depends on what kind of new world order we create. That was John Kerry. So uh, the, the Pope, you know, a lot of people talk about this Pope back in 2015 in his encyclical. Uh, listen, it goes back Popes. The Pope before him was saying the exact same thing. In 1963, the Pope in 1963, literally, you could take it almost word for word, what this Pope said in the 2015 encyclical about climate, new world order, we must have one governing voice, um, and so forth. 1963, that Pope back then said pretty much the exact same thing. So this has been going on a, a long time. All right. Now, it gets even, in, even more interesting. Um, I have a friend I'm quoting here. He, 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 he reads all this stuff. He says, we must understand that an entire restructuring of civilization as you once knew it is ending right in front of you. The building of a new one world government will be on the foundation of existing world governments. Mm. So that's what is happening. Uh, you look at, uh, we think of, uh, when we think of um, the World Government Summit, and then we think of Klaus Schwab, he has the school of what's called the, the School of Young Col uh, College uh, Globalists, Young Globalists, that's right. Yeah. And 
every year there are 150 new young globalists that graduate from his school. This has been going on for a long time. Tony Blair's been part of it. Um, uh, 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 Putin's been part of it. By the way, Trump, uh, I, I, I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to get everybody mad at me, but every time I mention Trump, positive or negative, people are going to get mad at you. Yeah. Trump actually at, it was, uh, I think it was at Davos. I have it here somewhere. Uh, Trump complimented, he praised Davos himself at, uh, he praised Klaus Schwab himself at, at Davos. You know, people forget that. Yeah. So you start well, looking. Yeah, Greg Abbott's a Davos guy, DeSantis. I mean, it, it, it cuts both ways uh, for sure. And and as far as the New World Order, I mean, we could be, we could play dueling quotes for hours to see that this uh, this has been longstanding. I mean, Nixon said it when he met with the Chinese leader, leader of China in the 70s. Each of us has the hope of a new world order. Mikhail Gorbachev said we're moving toward a new world order, which he thought would be uh, communism. It, it really reached uh, heights around World War II. You mentioned the 50s, but even going back to World War II, Winston Churchill after World War II, said the creation of an authoritative world order is the ultimate aim toward which we must strive. Charles de Gaulle, again, World War II, quote, nations must unite in a world government or perish. James Paul Warburg, after World War II, from the from the famous Warburg uh, Bankster family, his dad was one of the ones that started the uh, privately owned Federal Reserve. He said, quote, we shall have world government, whether you like it or not, by conquest or consent. So, so many people have been asleep at the wheel, Tom, as all these organizations have been, you know, starting the World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, World Government Summit, the World Bank, the, you know, all of that stuff. And, and now I think it's, it's all sort of reaching a pinnacle, don't you, that they're, they're eager to, to use all of these different outposts of the Luciferian agenda to kind of come together and say, it's here. Absolutely. And it has to be here. You know, going back, you mentioned World War II. In fact, I even have this information in my book. Um, prior to World War II, they were already looking at, it was the inspiration of, uh, uh, oh, thank you, the inspiration of H.G. Wells, who who was a, a globalist, a God-hater. He looked at technocrats as being the ones who could rule the world. Now, technology obviously has advanced quite a bit since the day of H.G. Uh, Wells, but they were already developing this idea that the elites could run the world pre-World War II, thinking we can do it, we've got it, and we're going to have a, a world of, uh, it's going to be a world of unity, it's going to be a paradise on this earth. World War II comes along, the atom bomb comes along, Hiroshima and so forth, and all of a sudden they didn't have it. But what the globalists did was they used all the wars, and the great big bombs that were developed to go, now we have to do this. Mm -hmm. If we are going to blow, the whole world's going to blow up unless we have a world government that controls war. In fact, the intention was even to give the UN the uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 hand uh, uh, on the military industrial complex to run the planet. Yeah, the UN. Yeah. And, and, uh, H.G. Wells, whom you mentioned, he wrote a book entitled The New World Order. Yeah. And he said, quote, countless people will hate the New World Order and will die protesting against it. 
Um, Kissinger, who died not too long ago, when Obama was elected, and remember Obama, we don't have time to get into it, but he was the first truly Manchurian president. Uh, he was groomed from birth to become president. Um, and Kissinger, when Obama got in, he told, I think it was, was it CNBC? Yeah, CNBC in 08, quote, the new world order cannot happen without U.S. participation. He went on to say, I think that his, talking about President Obama, his task will be to develop an overall strategy for America in this period when really a new world order can be uh, created. So they've been... Uh, They've been, you know, this it's called the totalitarian tiptoe, you know, I think it's more of a dictatorial dash, but they've been working on this uh, for for many, many years. And it all goes back, uh, does it not, to ultimately Satan's desire for control. Psalm 2, he wants to break God's cords of control and the binds of control so that he can claim this world as, it own, as his own. Isn't there really a a real dark spiritual underside to all of this? Uh, yeah, in fact, you go back <laughs> to the Tower of Babel, mm. and what do you have? You have this man who really was uh, influenced by Satan himself, Nimrod, mm. who built the Tower of Babel. You know, in fact, I'll be talking on the Tower of Babel uh, when we uh, here in Orlando. And that's ultimately what is happening right now. Uh, the Tower of Babel is being built uh, in the sense of this global system, uh, and it is anti-God. The first tower of Babel was anti-God. It was an in-your-face, I'm the king. The next, uh, the king antichrist is on his way. Everything is being positioned right now. And, and so none of this is new. Spiritually, it has been in play ever since the day that God destroyed the plan of Satan through Nimrod, his man Nimrod back then, when God destroyed that, Satan's like, I'm not done yet. I'm coming back, and I'm going to win. Well, Satan's not going to win, but he's doing everything he can. He's so full of pride that he actually thinks he's he's going to win. You know, the interesting thing, you mentioned um, Kissinger. Kissinger's that guy who just keeps, he just has quote after quote after quote mm -hmm. that are like a gift for somebody who's teaching Bible prophecy. <laughs> and and uh, I, he's, he's said repeatedly the the U.S. Constitution is the problem with the new world order problem mm -hmm. for the new world order. Uh, the 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 America in its current state. This isn't the exact quote. Uh, the new world order will never happen with America in its current state, and that goes back to the time of Obama. America has to be basically completely um, eliminated. The America we know has to be eliminated. That's why we have the open borders. This is a this is a global plan, and so the borders being blown open, I believe it's quite possible we could very well have a civil war uh, that breaks out here by the end of the year. I'm not saying we will, but it certainly is possible. But, JB, I liken it to the words of Jesus himself who said, hey, if the thief is going to take the house, the first thing he has to do is bind the strong man. Mm -hmm. And right now, when it comes to the Western world, the United States is the strong man. When we were in, we were in Australia and New Zealand, it was very evident. Those people know they need a strong United States of America. I, I asked him in Australia, how's your Navy look? Well, you know, they're laughing. What Navy? They know. <laughs> the entire Western world, Europe knows it. They need a strong United States of America if they're going to be able to stand against the, the rest of the threats that are coming to them. Satan yeah. knows that. So to bring about this global system, and, and all these globalists know it. Their intention is 
the United States of America, as is known, must go away in order to bring about this system. That is why we're watching Joe Biden as president, Kamala Harris, blown out borders, all of these crazy laws, the insane gender gender madness that is happening across, mainly in the United States of America more than anywhere else. That's what it's really about. Yeah, It is Satan trying to... He's trying to build his kingdom. He has to destroy all that's good in order to build up all that is evil, which is no, him. No doubt. It's the Hegelian dialectic, uh, you know, order out of chaos. Uh, that's what they decided to do when they got together in the early 1900s. The Rockefellers, the, the DuPonts, the Fords, the Carnegies, they all got together and said, we got to stop this America. We got to do something to bring it down. And here we are 120 years later, and it's just, it's on its deathbed. It's on life support. Um you know, my uh, my favorite Kissinger quote, and you're right, he is a deep well of blatant globalist, uh, you know, uh, quotes, if you will. But in 1973, he told uh, Congress, and it's in the congressional record, quote, the illegal we do immediately, the unconstitutional takes a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, and this is the way these guys think. He, he said, quote, the new world order cannot happen without U.S. participation. I mentioned that early, earlier. And he went on to say, the world is more, uh, he said, today America would be outraged. If you've heard this quote, I'm sure, uh, you you might even have it in your book, UN troops, they, they, we would be outraged if UN troops entered Los Angeles to restore order. But tomorrow we will be grateful. And this is especially yeah. true if they were told that there were an outside threat from beyond, whether real or promulgated. In other words, it doesn't have to be mm -hmm. real, it could be a false flag that threatened their existence. Then all the peoples of the world will plead to deliver them from this evil. When presented with this scenario, individual rights will be willingly relinquished for the guarantee of their well-being granted to mm. them by the world government, end quote. So, um, yeah, Tom, I mean, it's uh, we are living on the precipice of a new day. I know, um, I think it was Michelle Bachman that told the Jan Markell in an interview one time, we are watching the twilight of Western civilization uh, before our very eyes. But uh, let's end on a positive note. I mean, by the way, we've already scared our, our listeners to death by talking about Biden and Kamala Harris stepping in if he's gone. I mean, what more frightening scenario can you... Uh, can you come up with? I, I agree with you that Biden is just a placeholder. He's a big nothing burger. He's just there so that the powers that real powers that be can can do things at will without having to control. Like if it was a Trump or even a Hillary, they would. It'd be a little harder for them because you know, in general, if you're the president, you've got a certain amount of power. But you know, Biden, you just hand him another popsicle and do what you want. But uh, let's end on a positive note here. As much as we do lament. Uh, the advancements that Satan has made in his agenda to defeat God, A, we know who wins in the end, as you've said many times, and B, it's exciting to be alive today, isn't it? It is really exciting to be alive. It, you know, it, it's the reason why Jesus said uh, in Luke chapter 21, when you see these things begin to take place, in other words, when you see them all converging at the same time, Look up and lift up your head. That that term, the phrase lift up your head is with expectant joy. Look up and lift up your head. Uh, your redemption draws near. And so the signs that the Bible gives us, Old Testament, New Testament, the words of Jesus himself, they were warnings of what to look for. Just like we have a warning sign that says, hey, bridge out. You know, I mean, put on the brakes or curvy, you know, road curve or ahead or whatever. They tell us what you need to do. Stop sign. I need to slow down and stop. 
And so the Bible is full of all these signs, but the signs point to what is great. The problem is we stop and look at the signs and mm. we just dwell on the signs and we tend to pull up a camping chair right at the sign instead of, and we forget. No, the sign points to that which is grand. Um, the, the sign points to, hey, next exit is the, the restaurant you always wanted to go to with your wife. You don't pull up a chair where the sign is on the side of the freeway. You go to the place the sign points to. And too many Christians just stop at the sign mm. and go, oh, man, I'm going to die. No, the signs, they're warnings. So when you see the globalists do this, when you see the leaders do this, when you see the fake pandemic, when you hear about disease X, World Health Organization, earthquakes, which I believe also are the ability, I do believe that these people even have the power to, to create earthquakes. Oh, no question. Um, yeah. And and manipulate the climate and all these different things. Listen, Jesus, this is so cool, JB, because Jesus said, when you see these things, uh, uh, um, excuse me, going back to Matthew 24, would be wars or rumors of wars, nation against nation, earthquakes in various places, so forth. All increasing, we understand, like birth pains upon a pregnant woman. He didn't say whether or not they would naturally occur. That's right. He said when you see them, be, when you see them occurring and increasing, like birth pains, lawlessness would be the perfect description. They these S SOBs. Am I allowed to say that on here? <laughs> they have. They, well, I, I, I got to tell you, I have. I had a guest on Friday who's. I'm not sure if he's a believer or not, but he's super guy. Donald Jeffries. I don't know if you know that name, but super guy. I'm going to have him back on. Brilliant historian. He's a New York Times bestselling author. I've, I've followed him for years. I have everything he's ever written. But I don't mind having these guys on that have expertise in a certain field. But but he used the D word. You know, he said something about give a, a, a darn, you know. So, hey, it, it, this is not by works. We're gracious here. We can use uh, we could use SOB if we have to. Okay, so I just so I just did. But that's what they're doing. They're creating the lawlessness. I mean, look, and it's only going to increase. Mm. But this is this goes back to what your, your quote from Kissinger. They've got to create it. Uh, uh, and, and whether there's a pan, whether there's a threat, whether China really invades or people think they've just brought in this great big cyber attack, doesn't really matter. Mm. We're gonna get, we're gonna seize control. So when Jesus said those things, whether or not man is behind it. In fact, when you look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse, it looks like men intentionally do things. When Jesus gives him the green light, after he loosens the seal, now you can go and destroy everything to set up the kingdom of Antichrist. Yeah, he goes out conquering and to conquer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind, and I have a whole chapter on it in Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 1, called uh, Geoengineering, and I think it's False Flags, but no question they've been controlling weather and hurricane, steering hurricanes and creating earthquakes and these kinds of things for decades. Go back to Operation Popeye during the Vietnam War when they created rain on the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Yeah, there. and then just recently we had Bill Gates out there, Leo Homan covered this, so talking about how he's going to start spraying stuff in the sky. Uh, whenever they, you know, to, to all under the guise of climate change and protecting us from climate change. But whenever they, they make announcements like this, it's usually two to three decades after they've already been doing it. And they're finally ready. They've got it perfected, they think. And so they're ready to kind of come public with it. But uh, Tom, so much we could talk about. But I, I want to encourage folks to, to to get the book, Marking the Masses, first of all. You, you'll, you won't be able to put it down. You'll read it, uh, you know, in, in an hour or, or two, depending on how fast you read. Um, but uh, but then also go to hopeforourtimes.com. Great 
resource. Most of you probably already have it bookmarked uh, and and keep up with what's going on in Tom's uh, ministry. And then I also want to mention, as we always like to do, that you know we're passionate about the clarity, accuracy, and urgency of the gospel, and it's the urgency part that always kind of fills me with just a burden because you know if you think it's hard to get saved now because of all the lies and deception and pride and all of the things that stand in the way Satan's blinding men's hearts to the gospel of 2 Corinthians 4:4 4, 4. boy after the rapture when the restraining influence of uh, the holy spirit in and through the church is gone and all hell literally breaks loose on earth deception is going to reach unprecedented heights that's not something you want to wait for. You, today's the day of salvation. You need to place your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God who died and rose again to pay your personal penalty for sins. You know, a lot of people, Tom, believe Jesus existed. He's the most historically attested uh, person that ever walked the earth, but he's fully God and he's fully man. And even though they might believe he existed or even maybe believe that he died and maybe even believe he rose again, it's only when you realize that you personally are a sinner, your sin is an offense to a holy God, and only Jesus can redeem you from that penalty when you trust in him and him alone. It's not like a buffet line at Luby's. It's not like, well, it might be Allah or God or Buddhism or New Age. It's Jesus Christ alone. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And when you come to realize that his death and resurrection were for you personally, it should have been you on that cross because of your sin. But by the grace of God, he paid your penalty, and he's offering to you freely uh, the gift of eternal life. The Bible ends toward the end of Revelation 22 with the uh, beautiful words, whosoever will, let him come drink of the water of life freely. You can't earn it. You can't be good enough. You can't make a promise or pledge to be good enough. It's not about your behavior or your performance. It's nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. So I implore you today, if you're listening to this and you don't know the Lord, trust in Christ. Tom, any any closing words? No, you said it. I couldn't say it any better. The message is, is never changes. It is Jesus Christ and him crucified, died, and rose again. You must trust in him. There is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. Amen. Now, that'd be the good name for a ministry, 412. Uh, hey, what a concept. Acts 412. Yeah, I love it. Praise God. Thank you for that, too, by the way. What a great ministry. So, well, folks, uh, tune in again uh, tomorrow. We'll have uh, uh, Randy on for our midweek weekly world events update. Uh, check out the uh, Hope for Our Times interview that I did yesterday uh, with Tom. And keep us in your prayers. Keep Tom in your prayers. You guys are headed to Orlando also, right? Uh, yep. We will be in Orlando. Looking very forward to it. I'm All in right. Minnesota this week. Orlando, I'll be I'm Minnesota in February. Go figure. What was I thinking when I said yes? Wow, man. That <laughs> Minnesota, the, uh, the where they, they their, their state motto is... Uh, uh, come for the fishing, stay because your car won't start. You know, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the motto in Minnesota. But, uh, well, listen, we can't wait to see you in Orlando. My family will be with me, most of them anyway. And uh, I know some of your crew will be with you. Look My whole crew, the whole crew is coming. Wonderful. Praise God. Can't wait to, to see you then. Well, folks, uh, uh, God bless you. Have a great rest of the day. And we look forward to talking again soon.